Internet, this portion of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by our friends, Bevel, the superior shaving system for people with coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Go to GetBevel.com right now. Punch in the promo code COMBAT, C-O-M-B-A-T, for 20% off your purchases. It's the season to give. It's the season to get. Don't get this only for you, but the Bevel kit makes an amazing stocking stuffer. No pause. Go to GetBevel.com, punch in promo code COMBAT, and be fruitful and bountiful with your gifts and shave like a boss. And now back to the show. Internets, you tune into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. What up, A-King? What's good, what's good? Yo, man, LA, first, of, what up? first and foremost, man, we in the heart of Midtown Manhattan, Times Square, recording live, well, pre-recording from the Heatmakers studio. What up, Heatmakers? We appreciate this. Yo, Internets, man, we, we got a repeat guest, man. And, and the last time this man was on our show, shit was bubbling. <laughs> like it's the shit was really bubbling, man. I'm not paranoid. Shit was bubbling. But right now that shit is molten lava. This shit is hot. Internets. Y'all already know what it is, man. From the from the West Coast, Cali. We got LA in the building. What's happening? Let's welcome to the Combat Jack Show, Mr. Ty Dollar Sign. Yo, Dollar. man, what's up, sir? Right here chilling. What's up with you? Yo, man, look at you, man. Like, look at you, man. The last time he was on the show, we thought you was hot. But right now, like you doing records for everybody. You know what I'm saying you got a lot of Everybody. names that's that's knocking on your doors, and then and, and then you just you you just making some hot fire, man. What's going on, man? How is that? I put out Free TC, my debut album, and everybody's fucking with it. And I'm I'm very happy, and you know I'm gonna do what I said with the album. I'm gonna put the money back into my brother's case, mm. and he's gonna be out here with us. You feel me? So that was the purpose of that. Now let's get back to the music. You feel me? <laughs> I got some motion on the way, so don't even sleep. Shout out to everybody that got that airplane mode, you know. I might, I might do the uh, volume two real soon and put out complete songs, you know, from that. Because nope. you know I did like short ass songs on there, but that was on purpose, just so I could give you a little taste of something before the album. Now I'm gonna come back with the full joints, and you know, a tour and some more shit. You feel me? So, holla at your boy when you see me in your city. Whoa. Yo, but but for real, man, it's it's not a, a light matter that you named the album Free TC, man. Not like it's crazy, man. Free TC shit is not a fucking game. Now, can you go into exactly what happened or some of the things that happened for y'all to be fighting so hard for your brother to have his freedom, man? Uh, he got locked up for something that he didn't do, and like how I look at it is, every day that you know we go out here with all these females and you know that i pull off of my porsche and you know my my nice fucking house and all this money and all that shit it's like i can't really enjoy this shit because like my brother i know he's behind the wall suffering for nothing and it's like every time i hear from him i'm like damn like i don't even feel like telling him like what we did today because it was like damn like he wasn't there to enjoy it with it so you know Fuck you all you that don't feel shit. complete because he's not there. Yeah, fuck all the bullshit. Like, I'm working for something. How, how long has it been locked bullshit. up? Like 11 years. 11 wow. years? Yeah. So this whole thing, like, was this, like, I knew you come from a family uh, of musicians, established musicians, but in terms of you doing this, was this real for you or even him when, when, when he got locked up? What do you mean was it real? Was this me? music industry real? Like, was this success for you like, real? For, for me yet, or, you know, or him. Like, we didn't, there was no telling whether I was going to make it or not, you know? And a lot of people doubted, you know? From, uh, you know, family members to baby mamas to everybody didn't think this shit was going to happen. I used to get told this shit was a hobby. Right. Mm. And, uh, 
You know, I'm right here on the Combat Jack show, you little bitch, you. There you Hello. go. How do you, but, per- how do you per- persevere through that? You Dude, just keep on going. You just keep on going. And you know when a bitch leave, you put on fucking Pornhub. You feel me? Now, Hello. Now, videos. Now, now it's crazy because, <laughs> because I, I would imagine that the first time that he got locked up and in terms, of, and we're not going to stay on this, but the first time that, that you guys went to court, I would imagine that y'all wasn't in a situation financially that y'all are in right now with regard to definitely the lawyers. Not, definitely right. not. Like the, like in uh, California, you got to beat three juries when it comes to a murder case, right? So we beat one. That's when my mom put up like over 100000 Damn. You know, on, on this lawyer that ended up, we found out he was disbarred. Wow. So, he really like got us, but we did still beat the first jury. On the second time, he was trying to get way more money. My mom was like, "Fuck this nigga," and then uh, we were trying to get a new lawyer, but she just ran out of dough at the time. You know, he ended up with a public defender, and you know how that goes. Wow. So um, now I'm trying to. And this, this is the third round, right? This is definitely the third round. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't want to get into it, but I'm still curious. You know, I'm a I'm a lawyer, right? Um, oh, yeah, I'm a lawyer, man. How 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 the how the facts looking in the favor of your of, of TC? Yeah, the facts are are all in favor. Like, there's no case really, you know. But uh, you know, we're working on it. Okay, well, good luck with that, man. Um, Word. you know, they say that 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 when a family member is locked up, it's like that person is dead, but they're still alive. Is that is that is that the, the, the heavy feeling that you have also? Yeah, he's definitely dead to the world. Right. But now he's alive to the world. <laughs> everybody's screaming free TC, and uh, everybody's singing a miracle. And, you know, all the other songs we put out with him, um, you know, it's a blessing, this music shit. Because, uh, you know, if, if it wasn't for the music, what else would, would we have, you know? I'm like his hope. I'm his only like way out of that box. Yo, when y'all talk about music, right? And and do y'all really prepare or does he just send you ideas in terms of what he's working on? Like say for example, Miracle. Yeah. Was that Miracle some- was taped by somebody and it was leaked to the internet and we took it off the internet and put it in the Pro Tools. No metronome, no tempo. Played over it live. My homie D-Mail made the beat. I called him my homie Benjamin Wright to do the strings. And, uh, you know, we made a movie out of, it, out of it. Just like, you know, probably back in the 70s or the 60s when niggas had no, you know, tempo. It was just all, oh, let's go. You feel me? Let's make a fucking song. Wow. And that's what we did. And it's just perfect. No auto-tune, no nothing. Just straight just up. Just natural. Natural. Beating on the fucking bed for the drums, you know? And uh, my homie D-Mount just sung some harmonies in the background. And, you know, we did our shit. That's, that's crazy, man. Um... And then the other record that that he's on, thank God. Yeah, thank God on YG's album. That's crazy, same way. right? Same, same shit. So has he heard the whole album? I don't know. I don't think so. Right. Not less. Uh, I don't think they're selling it in there yet. But usually it takes them like like a week or two to catch on, and then they end up selling the uh, selling. You know, everybody's CD up, and they even got mixtapes and shit. A word. Yeah. Now they sell it on. They have. They they got to put it on cassettes, though, right? They, I don't think they have cassettes. I think they got CDs. They got the CDs still? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So not only is this album, Free TC, Weirdos. Um, on behalf of your brother, but you're really saying something about mass incarceration as well. Yeah, you know, it's not only my brother. It's, this happened to a gang of people, especially black people, you know, in our country. 
And uh, I feel like it's been happening even worse before I was born. And, you know, when I get old and I pass away, I don't feel like it should still be going on. And if we talk about it now, you know, maybe that won't be the case. Uh, I remember when Obama got elected, my grandfather cried. He, you know, his mom probably never thought no shit like that would happen, you know? I didn't think that shit would happen. You know, but it happened. So, right. you know, we could change this whole mass incarceration shit, you know? If, if it's like, anytime there's a whole bunch of people, you know, fighting for one thing, you know, it happens. It's like the West Coast, you know, you didn't hear from us for a long time, you know? It was all South at, at one point. And it was like, all of us started fucking with each other and featuring on each other's shit and just, you know, becoming that, that new West. And then we were strong, you feel me? It happens anytime, like whatever you want to do. A gang of people, you feel me? Y'all can change it. NYC rappers take notes. Yeah. Now, I would Stop hating on each other, basically, is no, what I'm word, saying. No, word, word, word. Pussies. Now, now I would imagine that, that when somebody hears the music of Ty Dolla Sign, when somebody he sees the videos, you know what I'm saying, when they hear you on the radio... They're not thinking about somebody that's out here making a statement, but you you really real about this, man. You went to the to the um, freedom or, or 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 else march, yeah, the million. How sure. was that shit, man? That was amazing, man. Farrakhan and them had us on stage, you know, front row and center, you know, and uh, it felt amazing just seeing all those people. Like I said, like just a gang of people. You look back and you just see endless people, black people, men and women, you know. Just standing for for some positive, and uh, it, it was dope. Did you get a chance to build with Farrakhan? Yeah, before that we yeah. had a meeting. That day he was busy, but before that we had a meeting up in L.A. And uh, I was like, "Is this for real? Farrakhan wants me to come too." <laughs> okay, so you got the call. Yeah, I got the call, man. And uh, it was a gang of us, like a gang of us homies up in there. And he spoke, and he was like, he told us his mission, and you know, we ended up coming out there. Me, I brought all my whole team. And uh, it was an experience that probably, you know, I'll never forget. Now, you know this coming up from from a um, a family that's worked in the music industry, man. You know that the times reflect on the music. And for a while, man, personally, I feel as as a, as an older cat in the game, I feel for a while that the music had gotten real stagnant with the messages, with the purpose, and the whole nine. Do you feel that that's changing now that these times are really amped up again with regard to Black Lives Matter and, yeah, and, and mass incarceration and all of that? Yeah, it's definitely changing up. You know, you got some some dope. Now dopeness is being accepted again. Like, for a second, it was just like all radio, 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 radio. Right. You know, and like now we got the internet and like people can choose up on what the fuck they want to choose up on. Sometimes like people are... Like, J. Cole, for instance, like, mm. you know, he's selling out fucking stadiums, you feel me? That's beautiful, nigga. Like, you, on the radar, but like, off the radar. Yeah, like, what? Word. And his shit went platinum, you feel platinum. me? Platinum. Like, like, people want the real shit, man. People want some some dope shit. And I think it's got to do with, like, drugs as well. Like, it was the Molly phase for a second, and the, the ecstasy phase, and, like, everybody was stuck on stupid. And then now, you know... Dope. It's changing over. We going back to Louis the Thirteenth, right? Yeah, uh, the the activist is gone, so only like <laughs> no more know. purple activists. Yeah, so you know it's gonna change. We're gonna we're gonna get a little smarter now. <laughs> yo, yo, Ty, and that shit is real though. When you think about it, like when heroin was popping, like all shit the was music back out. then, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then and then when it came to uh, fucking crack cocaine, you see how niggas was. It's crazy. Shit is crazy how the world goes. 
This drug shit. Now I was surprised to hear, man, that that you are an avid uh, appreciator of house music. Yeah, I fuck with house music a little bit, you know. I ain't gonna lie, like I got it in my computer and I play it. That's not my favorite, right. but like I do love it. I love Diplo, you know. I love uh, Skrillex, um, that whole Major Laser shit, and there's a whole bunch of other people like Zed, and you know I can keep on naming names and all that. This I just like dope music. But like I'm really, really like a fan of like Jay Dilla, Madlib, MF Doom. Uh, that sound. MF Doom is in my top five. Yeah. MF sure. Doom is I in my top that. five. I said, I said he was the best rapper on my shit one time. You said that, right? Yeah. And motherfuckers looked at you kind of crazy? Yeah, I don't give a fuck what people say, man. Like <laughs> I like his shit. And like, you know, who's fucking with MF Doom? Come Nobody's on fucking with him, B. <laughs> not not since not since the year two thousand, man. I felt that you know, he was one of our most important rappers that just a lot of people didn't pay attention to because his shit I feel was like too. He just didn't want to be fucking. That's man, true, and his shit huge. was a little too smart for motherfuckers yeah. too, man. For the masses, man. Um, are we seeing a comeback with R and B, man? Uh, the uh, shit, yeah. Uh, the champ is here. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're definitely carrying a torch, you know, in terms of um, somebody that has a pedigree like yours. Yeah, somebody like, that that really. Really can sing, and, and the songwriting and the whole dope nine. R&B out here, you know. You got, you got Trey, you yes. got Chris, you got Miguel, you got The Weeknd, you got me, fucking Eric Bellinger and shit. This is this is a Eric gang Bellinger. of a hard niggas. You feel me? It's just people. I don't know. Niggas just need to come with some bangers. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> and, and different subjects. It's matter. banger season, right? You know? It's banger season. It's banger season. It definitely feels like a comeback it's, it's for R and B, man. Yeah, and and I like that. I mean, I did the banger. You know, I, I put Blase. I got saved. You know, I got the bangers. But what? Yeah, I wanted to do uh, my shit. You feel me? Like I wanted to do music with my album, so that's what I did. And like, I'm super happy that people fuck with it. You know. Even though it's banger season, it is music season. Right. And it's like, you know, niggas is doing music. And and know? bangers can be music. Yeah. That's right. And uh, it feels good, man, just this time. Yo, how many instruments do you play? Fucking anything with strings, I can figure it out. Anything with keys, I can figure it out. Anything I can beat on, including some pussy. You feel me? I can figure it Ooh, out. You can figure <laughs> out how to make some pussy sing that song? Huh? <laughs> Yo, t tell us again, man. You you mentioned this before, man. But your your, your father played in um, Lakeside, he right? Played in Lakeside, and your uncle played in the in, in, the, in the Osley Brothers, right? Yeah. So you grew up with a firsthand like courtside seat to music appreciation. Yeah. Like you, but grew I ain't gonna lie, man. When I was like young, I wasn't feeling that shit. I thought that shit was weak, and I wanted to hear some fucking Dre and some fucking you know <laughs> some Tribe Called Quest and some fucking Wu Tang and some. Fucking alcoholics and shit. You feel me? <laughs> I don't know. I, but now I know I was tripping. And now I figured out all that shit comes from that. Of right? course. You know? And then, like, when you dig it, when you start learning, like, how to do beats and shit, it's like I had the MPC and, um, you know, a gang of vinyl. I still got a gang of vinyl. And um, I wanted a keyboard. My dad got me a keyboard, and then I, I started making shit with that, and I noticed that with the bass sounds on there, you can't get it to sound like a real bass, so I had to pick up the bass, and I learned how to play the bass, and I had to play guitar because the guitars on the keyboard sound like shit as well. Right. So, 
you know, that's how I learned how to play anything with strings. And the same thing with the drums, you only get them real drum sounds, you know. So that's what that's what made me do it, just like learning how to like make beats and wanting to learn where everything came from. And then when you learn how to play these instruments, it's like everything on the radio is the same fucking shit, like three fucking notes or four or five notes, you know, tops. And like I wanted to go deeper than that. See, so I, you know, I started going to church more and learning the church music. Then once you learn the church music, you got everything. That gets redundant as well too. Yeah, 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 it's yeah, like yeah. the same shit on everybody's shit. And then. I started trying to get into jazz, right? And then it gets, like, difficult, you feel me? Like, that shit's crazy. And then I'm no noticing, okay, this is where Dylan's sampling from. This is where fucking Mad Lib's sampling. And then, you know, that's why I fell in love with that whole shit. Yo, you know what I just found out this weekend, man? I just found out that um, Ono is Mad Lib's brother. Yeah. I you knew that. that shit? Yeah. Like, how is two super musical motherfuckers in the same house like that, B? Man, that's how it goes. You see my brother, man. Now, now did you? Yeah, I think my brother had the best verse on my album. That's great. Now, did your pops drill down on you, like you and your brother, like how to learn instruments, even though you didn't want to? Nah, he didn't. He said, "Why are you touching my shit?" Ah, uh, you feel me? Right. <laughs> didn't I tell you to stay out of here? <laughs> you think growing up, man, you took for granted the opportunity that you were right there shaking hands with like Earth, Wind, and Fire. And Rick James and these cats. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely took it for granted. Don't know none of them now. But, but they don't know me either. Shit. But what was some of the shit that, that you did appreciate when you were growing up? That from, from your father's era and from the crew that he ran with? Yeah. I appreciate seeing it now. Right. And like knowing what's really dope and like what a drummer's supposed to sound like and what, you know, if, if who's on key and who's off and like, you know, who who's fucking up. Right. You know? So... Now you talk also about how one of your biggest musical influences is, is Jagged Edge. Yeah. Like like the nineties era R Jagged and B. Edge, Boys to Men, Men mm. Condition, all that shit. Is the shit. Where does Jodeci rank with that, man? Jodeci mm. is the shit. You hear me? Ooh mm. yeah. Mm. Like you hear me. <laughs> so, you know, shout out to Casey and all that. Uh all all the niggas is hard. <coughs> Yeah, I just had a um, debate this weekend with somebody, and they were telling me that the best era of black music, particularly R&B, was Motown. Um, and I do respect the impact and the, the just just the changing of the game that that Motown did. But I would argue and say we got somebody else in here who could who could, who could talk about. It. But I would say that '80s R&B was was so oh, much Bobby more Brown influential, huh? Bobby Brown. And Bobby Brown. New Edition. Uh, New Edition, New Edition. Um, Babyface. You know what I'm well, saying? Babyface is 90s too, right? I, he's definitely 90s, but he had, he had some crazy shit in the, in the 80s. Mm. I don't know. I say 90s. I would say 90s too. What, what do you say, sir? You, you can talk funny. We, we got Kevin, see we got Kevin Love in the building. Nah, but, but, you know you want yeah. But you got to you got to give Motown that respect because yeah, that's what that's what the nineties that's what the nineties and the eighties got everything from. That's the blueprint. Everybody's copycat is Motown. It's definitely the blueprint, man. Um, but the nineties was the offsprings of the, you know, of the set eighties, seventies, eighties, uh, you know, parent, so to speak. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it was like to me, I, you know, at Usher was thirteen, like mm. Usher, you know, Usher. Yo, yo, uh, you talking about Motown? You talking about 
people had to smile and they walked through the back door. Yes. They they had to they couldn't stay in a hotel room and they had to get up there and 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 sing sunshine. And, you know what I mean? Like that that you don't you don't you gotta always pay respect. That's of absolutely. Like talking That's the blueprint about you know Run DMC or like no I never like Motown lady all the foundations. So when you talk about the best, always has to be the first. Yes, for real. To me, the best always has to be the first. It's like the the talking thing about Earth, Wind, and Fire. The talking anything about the Commodores. The talk like stuff it just wouldn't be the same without the foundation that was laid because none of us went through that struggle. Of they course, through a struggle that we wouldn't be here being able to talk about. Ty wouldn't have the inflections and influences that he had if somebody didn't lay the foundation before him. So I always say, pay respect to what was, but now mm. do something greater so they can talk about what is. What is, yep. Mm-hmm. Facts. Yep, excellent. Yo, um, Ty, man, you talk about Dilla. Um, did you always realize that Dilla was an amazing producer? Let me tell you how I found out about Dilla. There was this radio uh, station called 92.3 The Beat. There was this DJ named Julio G. And he played that back and forth one day. I'm like, oh, this shit is fly. But um, I still didn't go and buy it. Like, you know, I was just too young. And then um, they came out with players from that Fantastic Volume 2. Yes, Slum Village. That time, I had to go to uh, the warehouse. And that's where we would buy CDs and shit. And I listened to it on the little shit. The whole album was crazy. So I bought it. And, like, a couple of my friends knew about it. And... um, Somehow we just dug in more deep and I got crazy with it and just had to meet DJ House Shoes and hooked up with him. That was the deal. What up, House Shoes? Yep. And, uh, you know, we hear all his instrumentals and shit. And this was the biggest fan. I ended up meeting Dilla um, right there in Hollywood one time, right before he passed away. Wow. And that was like one of the biggest moments. You that's know, that's crazy. Me. That's crazy. You know, I took Dilla. For granted, because, you know, I don't have a musical ear like you, and I'd hear his tracks, and I'd be like, yo, them shits is cool. Yeah. But I, I didn't understand why Cats was saying Dilla was so amazing until I sat down with Knife Wonder yeah. one time. And he started listening to the beats and deconstructing the beats and showing me where this sample came from. And, yeah. then, and so, like, you might hear a, a Dilla track and think that shit might be simple, but the science behind it yeah. is ridiculous, yeah, incredible. B. Incredible. Ridiculous. Like, real like, yeah, it's a real fly shit. That's crazy, man. How did you link up with YG, man? YG was through my big homie from my hood, who was also YG's manager at the time. His name is Big B. And um, he was like, yo, I got this kid from Bompton that I think you should work with. So I listened to his first, you know, his records that Big B played. Being at first, I wasn't like, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? And then he was like, nigga, I'm telling you. So he came through. The third song we made was Tooted and Booted mm, like, on the first day. The third song. Yeah, the third song. Right. And uh, <clears throat> at first it was just my song. It was like, fuck it, let's just put it out. Everybody's fucking with it. Like at the crib, everybody that would come through. And uh, we put that shit out, like made a little video. Shit hit like a million views, like real quick. And uh, we would just go performing around at like little house parties and we threw a little warehouse party and that shit went off and then someone uh brandon moore who still is is one of uh works with yg today 
He invited us. He was doing promo, promoting clubs and shit in Hollywood. He had us perform that shit at some club in Hollywood, and this shit just took over. Max Goose came up there to the club and uh, ended up wanting to sign YG. So he signed him. I gave the song to YG. Def Jam took TC off of it mm. and made a YG song. They put it out. It said, YG, to the booted, no feature, and Ty Dolla Sign. Mm. That was still cool. The little right. homie. Was you tight at him at least? I wasn't tight at YG. Right. I knew it wasn't him. You knew it was him. It. Right. So I'm, I'm just saying, okay, it goes like that. Fuck it. Let's just keep on going. So I, we just kept on doing all the shows and shit. I came up with this other song called All Star that I also put out with Max. But um, the people that were working with us didn't clear this shit because mm. it was a Swedish House Mafia sample. But already Power 106 was playing the fuck out of it. So was the Bay. So was Texas. So it just started traveling. Arizona and everybody started booking me and shit. And uh, next thing you know, um, I met up with Sean Barron. And I wrote this song for Trey. With my homegirl Jizzle. That's also on that song with me and Puff now. Congratulations, Jizzle. Um, but we wrote this song for, for a trade called Fumble. And from there, uh, that like made Sean take me, you know, to um to, you know, his bosses right. to play the rest of my shit. Atlantic ended up signing me. Trey ended up hooking me up with Kevin Lyles. I hooked up with Will through uh Wiz. We all put it together, put out fucking Beach House Two. That shit went off. Then we had to put oh, out the shit. EP. We put together that Paranoid. It went off, and uh, you know God is great, man. Now we got the album Free TC and the movie. Yo, but what's the bond, man? Because it seems like y- y- y'all did obviously start at the same time. And how's it feel to have a peer from the same region? I'm saying from the same city. And y'all, y'all really bubbling like at the same time. It's incredible. And, and it's on more the than just right me now. and YG. It's me, YG, Mustard. You feel me? All of us. We all. Mustard wasn't even fucking mm. making beats. Right. When, when I when I'm talking about the, at this time, um, he was just a DJ, and uh, does like a local DJ. Yeah, a local DJ. But like he was like the best one, and YG made him his DJ, and it was like. I think uh, my, my homie Jacaso he had got killed, and I was doing all YG's beats at first. But then once Jacaso had got killed, I just fell back a little bit. And Mustard was like, "Yo, give me some sounds." Mm. I gave him some sounds. Next thing you know, man, it was like three months later. He pulled up on me on the bread twenty first. He was like, "Hey, Todd, I'm about to pass you up on this production shit. Ah. That's on God." I'm like, "Yeah, let's you, see." Did you believe him more? Yeah, of course. Right. Like, you know, he did his, you can't doubt nobody. But he did, you know. We're all here today, but shit, that nigga did his shit, you feel me? He had a, a big ass rain. He's still here too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, man. Yeah, this shit is me? crazy, man. Um, you know, I look back at, at your pedigree and I look back on on somebody like like Future's pedigree, man, and I think it's amazing and, and, and it's really uplifting when you see cats um that come from a legacy. And how they continue to extend the legacy. You're obviously extending your father's legacy, your family's legacy, um, and, and and futures out here. You know, it's, it's amazing when I look at Twitter in, in 2015 and see Dungeon Family trending. I mean, it feels good to know that somebody didn't just pop up. Talk about pedigree, man, and, and how that affects, enhances your craft and your work. Yeah, it definitely enhanced mine. And big shout out to my pops, and uh, you know all my big bros. That I learned from, you know, Battle Cat, um, shit, Face, you know, 
all the big homies, like he said, man, without them, there would be no me. Like, that's what I learned from. That's where I got all of my shit from. All my chords, all my, you know, way I, the way I play bass, the, the music, you know. I, I already learned the parliament shit, everything. I had to listen to everything. Mm. I, I studied and... Without them, I probably wouldn't have, you know. When, when if, Mustard is a DJ, so he knows. But, but other like young homies, you'll you ask them about some like, you know, older shit, and they don't know, you right. know. So I'm lucky for that shit. Right. I, I appreciate it. Do you find yourself encouraging your peers and cats that's coming up behind you, like, yo, learn the basics, like, really? Yeah, for study sure. your basics. I definitely do, but they'd be like, Ty, what the fuck are you talking <laughs> about? I put on some mad lip. They're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> now. Now people call like sometimes the, the mass media calls you a rapper. You don't like yeah. that, right? I mean, it's all good, you right. know. Y'all think I rap? Oh, cool. You like it? Cool. But if you were really paying attention, it was melody the whole time, and I'm singing. I'm singing. You feel me? <laughs> you know, um, combat two 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 of my favorite artists um, that came out of the J, J, the Jay Dilla. Um, I guess you could say lenient, so to speak. Ty Dollar, not just saying that, um, but I would love to see you and Jay Electronica. Oh, yeah, get on the record. Oh, we made rap shit unicorn. Before. We made shit Yo. before. Yo, wait, y'all got shit? We made shit before a where long is, time ago. Where is it? I don't, I don't know where it was. Nigga, stop like, playing. Nah, nigga. But that's bro, like that's definitely one of my favorite lyricists ever in life. Yo, you y'all made how many joints did y'all make? I don't man? remember, but it was a long what you, time. What do you hold on, stop playing, man. Nah, what do you mean you don't it. remember? I don't remember, dog. That loud thir- but what's that? That Louis the Louis 13th. The 13th. <laughs> Yo, right now you got some Louis the thirteenth incense burning in here. Yeah, and niggas, niggas is slide we sliding in here, man. LA. Um how is it, man, working with uh Sir Paul McCarthy and Kanye, man? Mm. Magic. Like you working with Kanye, who's arguably like one of the best of 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 this time, for sure. And then you are working with a a, a Beatle, like Magic, you, bro. Do you get a chance to reflect on that, man? It, it's it's Dollar Sign the Magician. Hello, but Tom, when you walk in, man, as talented <laughs> as you are, is there a little bit of intimidation? Is there something like you know? Because yo, man, it's the musician and the magician. Hello. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> what what am I supposed to do with with the magic, man? I, you just gotta watch the show, man. I gotta watch the show. You just gotta watch the show and be amazed. Oh wait, how, <laughs> how how do you get to work with Babyface, man? How, man? Um, that was also magic shit. That nigga Sean Barron, my NR. I was like, yo, man, I need to work with Face, and somehow it happened. And you know, I remember being in the studio with him, and I lit a joint. And me and Nate, Nate 3D were passing it back and forth. And he was just playing the guitar the whole time. And, like, you would think he picked up his phone and, like, texted his homeboy. Because his homeboy came in the room and was like, yo, Face doesn't, like, he didn't do nothing else but just come straight in. Like, Face doesn't want y'all to smoke in here, okay? We got, we got a spot outside for y'all. I'm like, what the fuck? This nigga just telepathically called his homie in here. That shit crazy. <laughs> he could have told me I was sitting right next to him. But, you know, his face, so all respect and, you know. I went outside and smoked, came back in and knocked the song out in like 35, 45 minutes. And Face loved it. And when he was smiling and like loving the song while I'm saying these crazy ass lyrics, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But, <laughs> you know, we made a, you know, we made it, we made a nice one. You know, I hope y'all like it. Nah, it's, it's, it's called it's, Solid. It's great. 
what made you think of Face Up? Like, what was it specifically? Face is the greatest to ever do R&B, and I wanted a great, you know, R&B song, but, like, with just guitar. And, like, who's, like, the greatest, like, one of the greatest guitar players out there? Face. So. You also got the legend. And he's doing backgrounds on my shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. You also got the legend R. Kelly, man. Like, how how is that, like, man? Kells, man. Speaks for himself, you know? And, uh. Shout out to Kells. I'm also on his album. He just put out the track list. And we got a banger on there, too. And I'm going to always work with Kells. You know? Was it rough getting anybody on this album? Or was it all, like, easy? Like, people, I mean, at this point, (laughs) yeah, I mean, yeah, your brother's the hardest one, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. I got to wait for him to hit me. Right. So. That's crazy. Um, you still affiliated man, with Wiz Khalifa and Taylor Gang? Of course, man. It's Taylor Gang or die, mm. you little bitch. Mm. <laughs> you know, seeing somebody like 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 Wiz, man, go from a local to like a national to an international star. What's what'd you pick up from him, man? What'd you learn from from Wiz, man? You don't have to go out there and say make some motherfucking noise. You could just perform and do something to make it make noise. You know, and uh. To just you know do whatever I want. So he told he basically taught you just be be yourself. Yeah. Well, I've already knew to fucking be myself. Right. God damn it. But he smoke com- more he, weed. He confirmed yeah. and smoke more weed. Yeah. Just you know have fun and you know turn up. Let's do this shit. Yo, tell me about uh, Pushes Inc. Yeah, Pushes Inc. Me Mustard, YG. We still here. We're all successful. You know YG's doing his shit. Mustard's doing this shit. I'm doing my shit. We just got two successful separately. But, uh, you know, we're still doing our shit together. I was just with Mustard today. I was just with YG last night. Is there a chance that that affiliation might expand or that's what it is? Expand, like? In terms of bringing in more talent under that? Oh, way? yeah, we definitely already have it, you know? All right. And care to say You'll see it real soon. We'll see who's real soon. details, like, all right, yeah. Yo, what, on the raps. What's what's your relationship? You 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 definitely had a relationship with R and B. Um, definitely have a relationship with with house music and, and and you know hip hop. What's your relationship to rock? Rock, I love it too. I listen to Bad Brains. Well, it's punk rock. I listen to Bad Brains before every single show. Really? Yes. That's the warm up. That's, That's the, the warm up. up. And everybody's like, "Yo, what the fuck is this nigga?" Play? I get a lot of what the fucks, <laughs> you know. But it comes out to be some amazing. Any other rock groups though? Yeah, um, a lot of dope shit. Nirvana was the first rock group I ever listened to. Mm, that's a good that's one. That's like what got me into it. Um, shit, The Germs, motherfucking The Germ. That's that's punk rock too, right? Yeah, the Germs. Punk yeah. Rock. Yeah. That's that's real punk rock. Yeah. Um, shit, Minor Threat. Um, you know, we can keep on talking about that shit, man. But the free TC just dropped, man. Free TC's out that. in the building. It's out yeah. in the stores. <laughs> Your house fatherhood, man? Fatherhood is great. I got a daughter. And, you know, at first, I was scared of being a father. I but, think a know, lot of people I manned are, up. <laughs> and I did my shit. And now, I'm one of the greatest fathers on earth. Is it is it tough being away a lot, man? Is it, does that does that work at you in terms of like I wish I was home more, or, or you feel good that you're yeah. building a, a a solid foundation in the I, future? It's, it's both ways, right. you know. I definitely feel good about being able to you know provide and building a solid foundation for the future. But you know it's hard. But thank God for FaceTime, 
And, yep, you know, FaceTime is amazing with kids, right? Yeah, man. I just think of the positive, you know. How many kids do you want, man, down the line? I have a daughter. I do want a son. I mean, who knows, man? Whatever God blesses what, me. Whatever God blesses you with, man. Yeah. Um, What's next for you, man? You, you said music, something about you said something tours. about films. Um, yeah, me and, Wiz, me and Wiz just did a film. Okay, it's called Talk About it in the Morning. It'll be coming out real soon. And uh, you know, is, is it independent? Bigger, yeah, I'll be doing bigger films as well. Okay, and you know, um, I, I got I got this it. one question that that we ask everybody, King. Yep. Um, top five R and B acts. Top five R and B acts. Yeah, uh, your top five R and B acts. Shit, uh, Men Condition, Boys to Men, Kim Burrell, mm. Stevie Wonder, and damn, it's always hard to say the last one because you don't want right? to leave. You don't want to leave the best out, yeah, you know. Brian McMotherfucking Knight. Mm. Ooh, that's a great list, man. Yeah. Um, who's on your wish list for people that you want to work with, man, in the future? Jay-Z, Beyonce. I should have said Beyonce, man. What the fuck? I'm sorry, Beyonce. Beyonce's definitely in there. Yeah. So, I don't know who I'm booting out, but... <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, King, you got anything else, man? Yo, man, Um, hopefully your second album, you know, be titled TC's Home. Yeah, which right. Would, mm. Which would be the, you know, obviously, you know, the, um, the homecoming of your brother. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And I mean, I've, I've been a fan since. I remember um, Complex did a, the top ten artists to look out for. I think like two, three years ago. Yeah, yeah. King, I'm you just, put me I on to board as hell. I'm like, I'm just going. I just happened to run across the list by chance, and I saw your name come. I'm like, I'm like what? So I googled you and I. Uh, Start downloading music, and I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's lit. Cool, like, he talking some other shit. He's musical, but he's like, he gets it. And, um, like, I'm always big on that. Like, you know, a lot of artistry is, like, missing. And you definitely define that. You know what I mean? And I just, you know, hope that you keep going and, and uh, you know, make this history, man. Appreciate yeah, you. Yeah, that, that's the man that put me on to you. He was like, yo, you got to have and then I seen you dollar at, sign. Uh, you did a dope show. That was a That was the next test for me. Like, all right, let me see. Is when uh you did a show out here at Knitting Factory in Brooklyn, Williamsburg. <laughs> and this was paranoid was starting to slowly hit New York, but it really people wasn't really up on it yet. Yeah. And everybody in the spot was just singing line for line for line. You was doing the call and response and it was in it. And I'm like, he got it's over. It's he's out of here. <laughs> and that was two, three years ago, you know what I mean? Man, yeah, but he's he, he, he been an early fan since since for a while, man. Or up. You know? Sick, Free TC, man. man. You'll get that in stores, Appreciate man. Any other projects man. coming out on on the horizon? Or are you about to I let mean, this album just bubble for a while? Yeah, I'm gonna let it, you know, do its thing. And I already had the airplane mode shit, so I put out like the, you know, half of songs and shit. Yeah. So I might drop it, you know. You gonna put out more videos? Yeah, for I this? might get y'all a Christmas present real quick. You feel me? But you know, Any more who knows? Videos? That's only if I get time because the niggas on promo and doing other shit. You happy, man? You you enjoying this run, man? I'm loving it. Yeah, you know, I'm just glad that people love this shit because you know, some some people ask the question, well, like, did you think about like, you know, you didn't have enough like radio song? Like, no, I just wanted to make music and like the radio songs are so easy that we'll just drop one, and uh, 
thank y'all for loving my shit, you know? Now, it's, it's obvious, man, that, that this album, you were really more focused on putting out good music because um, the single, first of all, the single is ridiculous. Like, 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 Blase is ridiculous, right? I appreciate it. Crazy, you, right? But, but Especially the, at the shows, bro. But I ain't gonna lie. That shit goes crazy and fucking paranoid. Motherfuckers be going crazy. They line for line, but also jumping and moshing and fucking niggas be on top of fucking yeah, stage diving yeah, yeah. and shit. Shit be sick, man. But the album itself, it, it, it's really got an old school, wholesome feel, man. Good looking, bro. Definitely, definitely a whole school, um, no wholesome feel, man. Listen, internets, if you haven't copped the album yet, man, it's out in stores, man. Yo, go download that shit on iTunes. Go get a hard copy, man. This man right here is making some music that reminds me of the music that I grew up on and most mm. likely you grew up on too. What you was about to say, King? Just one last question. How's the Poo-Tang post-album? <laughs> you you swimming? I mean? Post pre is it is the Poo-Tang better pre-dollar pre dollar pre dollar sign or after? Uh is it getting better and better? Or are you just getting bored? <clears throat> um shit. It was always good, you know. It's all the same. <laughs> She's in the back. Like, literally, like, like Yo, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's all the same unless you, like, think you love her. You feel me? Yeah. There you go, man. Internets. <laughs> Ty Dolla Sign Ready. in the building, the Combat Jackson King. What do you got to say, man? Yo, yeah. first and foremost, man, shout out to Sam Crespo, man. Sam is looking yeah, out, man. Yeah, and, and Kevin Keith, Holiday. Kevin Holiday's in the building, man. Atlantic Yo, thank Records. you, Atlantic yeah, Records. Man. The whole nine. Um, King. Shout out to Atlantic uh, Records. Another man. one in the can, man. What you got to say? Yo, man, I want to go to L.A., man. I have never been to L.A. To oh, yo, LA. L.A. is beautiful, man. I, I really want to move oh, to L.A. time. Oh, man. Oh. Y'all got to come, man. I'm trying to tell these people, man. You know, y'all might bring more traffic, man. We already got enough traffic. Y'all got some but traffic, fucking, but damn, y'all got deserve, a lot of land. Y'all deserve it. Y'all you know? got a lot of land, man. It's a lot of saying? land, but you don't want to live far out. You nah. feel me? You yeah. want to be, be right where it's at. Yo, um, you know? looking at Louis Thirteen. <laughs> I saw you was out at the at the Henny Palooza joint this past Saturday, man. Yeah, that, that shit was, was lit. That shit, everybody was off the Henny. Yeah. <laughs> you you get your own bottle or a couple of bottles, man. Of course. Yo, you I'm know. so proud of them dudes, man. I used Kaz. to drink the bomb, baby. When I'm with the homies, I might drink the Henny. You already know how Blase go. There you go. Kevin Lyles in the building. Peace. Hey, Internets, I'm just feeling so festive and, and feel like giving and ho, ho, ho. We calling a ho, Combat? Come on, Jonathan. I'm not calling anybody a ho. I'm just caught up in the festivities of the season. And I want the Internets to know that this portion of the Combat Jack show is sponsored by Bevel, the superior shaving system for people with coarse and curly hair and sensitive skin. Go to GetBevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT for 20% off all your purchases. That's why I'm so happy, Jonathan. Ho, ho, ho. And when you shave with Bevel and your skin is gleaming like that, the hoes gonna love it too. All the hoes? All the hoes. So can you say with me one more time, sure. man? Ho, 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 ho. Go to getbevel.com, punch in the promo code COMBAT for 20% off. Get Bevel, shave like a boss, protect your family and friends, have them shaving like bosses too. And now back to the show. Internet, you're tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. We've got a special guest uh, on our podcast today, the infamous Darlene Ortiz. Right, I like um, that. Former wife, girlfriend. Uh, 
baby mother of well i don't really like the term baby mama i am now consider yes. that but um i guess uh ex common law ex common law partner i guess cuz right. i'm trying to think of the appropriate just <laughs> something to describe that position but i was with ice tea for, for uh, a very 17 long years time. Yes. yeah and mm-hmm. uh congratulations on on your book you just wrote a tell all thank you very it's much a, it's called definition of down my life with ice tea and the birth of hip hop that's correct the, yeah. wh- how was the birth of hip hop in this book well, the birth of hip-hop can mean many different things, and I think uh, there's been a couple of people that have taken it literally, and they're, like, trying to challenge it. Oh, why are you saying you call it? Okay, calm down. Right. I said, I was there. It was already the birth. It was right. already happening. Okay. So baby was born, but I'm right there witnessing it. Right. And, so I'm, and, at the, I'm in the birthing room. <laughs> and, and what's amazing about you guys is that, you know, during the times that, that, that you guys, that, that you and Ice were helping in terms of his career getting established. Mm-hmm. You were with you guys were running running with a lot of the pioneers of of hip hop. Oh, you got that right. You know what I'm saying? And of course, he was one from the West Coast. Yes, of course. Right, but he had to come here in order for that to happen. So he he busted down those doors. I think for for that you know West Coast. Why why a book? Why not? I mean, it's so amazing. I I believe I already wanted to write a book many years ago. But it didn't have anything to do with uh, my life with Ice-T. Right. It had to do with just this remarkable things in life that I was experiencing as a, um, as a young Latina. Right. You know what I'm saying? As a Mexican girl, I just couldn't believe all the things that just kept unfolding and happening to me. Very rem- remarkable. And I thought, this is an incredible life. And every time I would, somebody would ask me something about my past or something like that and I would speak about it, I said, that's pretty incredible. You should, we should write a story. And I said, you know what? Eventually I am. Little did I know it was going to have this ending, but yeah. How, how did the book come about? Uh, I've always wanted to write one. And when my ex wrote his very first book, The Ice Opinion, mm-hmm. he wrote it with my co-writer on my book now, who at the time co-wrote his book with him. But she and I became besties that moment on. Hi- Heidi? Heidi. Heidi, yes. Kuda. Heidi Kuda. So we've been besties for whoosh, almost 25 something years. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was going through some of the book, mm-hmm. um, and your book starts with Rose. Oof, my mom. Let's let's talk about your mom. Rest in peace. I mean, I give her that. You it know, sounds but... like you were running from Rose. Wasn't what sounds like yes to you, but I was. I right. definitely were. I was. I um, there was really not the place that I called that most people would have called home was just a place to crash my head. That was it. I mean, it's like, okay, I legally have to be here because I'm, a, you know, I'm underage. Right. But I don't want to be here. So throughout your entire childhood, mm-hmm. you knew that that wasn't a place that you wanted to be? Oh, heck yeah. Everybody right. did. I have right. older sisters and everybody left. And I go, wait a second. From you your know? oldest memories. Uh-huh. From your, 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 your earliest memories. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I used to, um, it, a lot of the stuff I couldn't put in the book or didn't fit or didn't want to, like, take the space to right. do it. Right. But there's moments where I recalled uh, where I recall actually coming to try and rescue my one of my oldest sisters from Los Angeles because she was still underage. But yet she she ran away and was like, just I don't want to come back. I'm in Los Angeles. And I remember taking these trips with aunts and people like that, trying to come and find her in the streets of L.A. And that's when I fell in love with L.A. And that's in the that part is in the book where I said, wow, this is this is where I want to be. I want to if I'm going to run away, this is where I'm coming. Right. So originally you, you were from where? I'm from Corona, California, which okay. is in Riverside County, right. about an hour and a half from Los Angeles. Small? Very small. Oh, my Lord, is it small. Secluded, like? Yes, it's at Orange Groves. Okay. Uh, like right now, a lot of, you know how you you hear about a lot of rappers that live on the outskirts of L.A.? Right. 
like Snoop lives not too far from there in, in like Pomona or something like that. Like a lot of people have bought because you can get a huge property out there for like a third of what you can, can get imagine. in L.A. I can yeah. imagine. Yeah. So so how do you get to L.A.? Like you, you're trying to rescue your sister. How do you get to L.A.? By nook or crook. And when I mean that, I mean I hitchhiked a couple of times. I would beg uh, any kid that I went to school with that was already driving. 16 years old, and I'd say, hey, I'll give you whatever. I need to get to L.A. and get to the Radiotron and, and dance because right. it was underage and it was free. It was a youth center. Okay. So I said, I need to get out there and, and, and you know, and, and do the B-girl scene because that's what I, in my heart, felt I was. Right. Even though I wasn't, a, I guess, you know, I became official because I was in L.A. Of course. So often, but, So yeah. you felt, you felt like the hip-hop Oh, it was, scene that was me. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, the moment that I saw... Uh, Beach Street, the moment that I saw, what was the name of There was a dance show, um, very hardcore. It was New York, and all the, oh, the breakers um, used to dance um, on it. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I know. It's just, it always, it's, it, darn it, it just skips it's my mind. with Run DMC. And, oh, they yeah, would yeah, come yeah, out, yeah, and yeah, you would yeah, see, yeah. like, first time I saw Crazy Legs on there, and I was just like, <gasps> that. I, I know exactly dude, what you're talking about. Uh, that, that one me. episode. Yes, that yes. That one episode, yes. right, And right, I would right, watch right. it over and over and over again, and everybody had on the gazelles and the, and the bucket, you know, Angora hats, and I was like, Kango ha hats, and I was like, that's me, that's yes, you, that's yes. You. So, so you get to the radio show, mm -hmm. and so you're, in a sense, are you living two lives? Are you living this life of freedom and in this life of, 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 of turmoil at home? Uh, well, there really wasn't, well, there was turmoil at home, right. but I was gone so often right. that I thought, well, you know what, out here in the streets is way better than just sitting around at home, twiddling my thumbs and hearing Rose yell or, right. you know, bicker or whatever. What was Rose's problem? Uh, she was a, she was just a, 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 like a raging alcoholic. And I mean, every day. Every day. Yeah. Cause I can actually recall the days when she was sober. Right. I can actually remember. And I go, yeah, she was. Was it, was it different? Oh my God. She could have been the, the nicest, sweetest person, but somehow she'd drink, start drinking again. Right, right. right. So it was, I mean. I can literally, like, say, I can count on one hand maybe the moments I recall that she was sober. Right. And were you were the youngest of your siblings? Yep. Uh, were you harmed in any way, physically, or was it just I mean, mental? Uh, there was a couple of times, right. and I speak about one of the worst ones in the book, where she, yeah, she literally was about, I said, if if I don't defend myself right now, she's gonna, she, it's going to happen. Right. She's going to kill me. Right. And so, yeah, I jumped up and decided that night, I said, if she, it, she went that far, it's going to happen. Right. So I have to do something about it. And so I give the description of what happened that night. And after that, mm, that's well, it. yeah, that's it. Yeah. So how are you surviving now? How are you making money in, in, in L.A.? Uh, well, <laughs> well, and I don't want I don't want you to give too much of your book, but I just want to give the yeah. audience a taste of what of what's in. Yeah. Here. Uh, well, I, I at the at long time, a long time ago, six, seven years ago, I started the Foxhole right. radio show that was doing pretty darn great. Every, but I'm talking about back then, like back. Then oh, when, you mean then? Back then when you would go. Oh, I wasn't. Oh, you mean as a teenager? As a teenager. Oh, no. I was like, hey, grandma, grandpa, okay. dad. OK. What can I scrounge around? Oh, then. Oh, my God. I, I don't even know. I tell myself now I, I, I drive through MacArthur Park nowadays and it's so seedy still. And I thought, right. oh, my God. What was I thinking as a 16-year-old girl? I can't and a believe. beautiful 16-year-old girl. Oh, thank you very much. Actually, you know, oh, so you read the book or you no, read I, some I of it. Excerpts. Okay. Well, the reason I went out to L.A. is because I had a boyfriend at the time from New York right. named Osrock. He was okay. a breaker. Okay. So, yeah, that's the, that's what really took me now, to Now, how did you meet a, a boyfriend from New York? Because I was already B-girling and I was in entering contests. Okay. And he was, it was this big, huge contest with like hundreds of kids in it. And uh, he was the judge. 
And so at the time, I had ixnade my girl dance group, and I would do little guest appearances with my uh, uncle's uh, break dance, little pop lockers. Okay. And I'd come in and do my little up rock little routine as just the one girl. It'd pop in the routine, and it would be like, So you <gasps> made sure you stood out. Thank you. you and then sure I sure did. Right. And sure enough, uh, after the contest was over, we ended up winning, and he gave me his number. Okay. And that was it. So, so you're in love with your teenage love. Um, you're doing the thing. You're dancing. Um, and and are you are you on TV? Are you in videos? Or is just just local yeah, dance? Just I didn't even know anything about all that. Like, right. hey, I can I can kind of make this happen, and you know, do the J Lo move and all that. Right. I didn't even know anything about that. I was so intrigued with just dancing. Just let's just hear good music and dance. And, and that was, was very was therapeutic to me. Yeah, expression. Yes. It was freedom. It was escape. Mm-hmm. Right. So how so how did you? And I know it's in the book, but how did you meet Ice T? Yes. Well, that was the place. So that's the magical place. The ra- radio truck. Yes, because yeah. uh, I had since broke up with Ozrock, and uh, that's in the book. The breakdown of that because okay. that's pretty darn juicy. It interesting. Gets hectic. Yes. Okay. And uh, but knowing as a sixteen-year-old girl, I knew that. Oh my God, this is not how a dude's supposed to do a woman. You know what I'm right. saying? A young lady. Was it physical? No, not okay. at all. No, no, no. It was on his part. He just messed up, and I got and I got you know wise to it and said, right. okay, well, this isn't for me. I'm gonna move on. Right. And thank goodness, because shortly thereafter, I'm in there dancing, and Ice T and his friends, Tracy, as I like to call him, his real name, uh, showed up as a joke to them that night to see this under this so-called hardcore after hours club. Prior, they wanted to see because they heard that it was now a they called it Kitty Club at the Kitty time. Club, right. So here they come trying to check it out. Right. And he peeps me. And then there's it. That, so he steps to you or do you step to him? No, that's what's funny is he didn't step to me. Right. I saw him and I thought, who are these guys? Even though in my mind I was like, damn, they're fly. Right. They, they rolled they in had, there. What, what, did, what, what did they have on? Well, first of all, I had on what we, are, what we call pleather. Okay. So it was fake. Fake, fake, fake leather. Fake leather. Plastic leather. Yep. And it was kind of like Madonna was just, you know, he, like right. a version was hitting. So he had on some black rubber bands and stuff? I had on the fingerless lace okay. leather gloves. Right. My hair was permed, but I would put it, put it up on the side so I had a faux hawk. Okay. Like mohawk. Crazy. Right. 80s. Right. Bigger the better. 80s, right, right. So they walk in and just turn the place out. So they had on, uh, he looked like Run DMC. Mm. I mean, he had on, you know, this hat, this fedora. He had on leather. He had on, at that time, it was a double belt. Right, right He must right. have had about four of them on. <laughs> I mean, it looked great. <laughs> yeah. So it was, it, was his, it, was his, it was his swag. Oh, my God. It was God. his swag. A, he had a crazy swag. I'm a 17-year-old girl at that moment, almost 18. 17-year-old and, girl. And was a T. 26. Okay, right. Wow. See? Okay. Uh-huh. Everybody's always making jokes like, "Oh, right. he was the okay. tiger okay. back then." I go, okay. "You know what? <laughs> Stop." <laughs> but um but I was I was used to dealing with boys, right. you know what I'm saying? Like young guys. Right. And here comes this man and but just with such flavor and um, charisma, he was so charismatic and I thought, "God, this character is incredible." His voice too when he got on the microphone cuz at first I was mad. Mm-hmm. I'm dancing Renegades of Funk for mm. real. Like I can right. I can I, I have such a vivid memories. Right. And that I can sense and smell. And so I'm like there right now. Like I'm like, oh my God, Renegades and Funk are on. I'm dancing. It's like two, three minutes in and here they come. They stop the song and I'm like, are you kidding me? You know, who are these pe- fools? But in my mind, I'm thinking, woo, they are fly. Right. And he starts talking and I just get, I'm mesmerized. And then minutes later, I'm back to dancing. Okay, good. They're off. All right, let me get back to dancing. And uh, another dancer, Animation, who still dances and he instructs and does some stuff in L.A. Steel walks over to me because I sent him. He said, hey, who knows homegirl over there? Right, right, he was right, like, right. everybody knows D. That's Glamorous D because right. they nicked, named me Glamorous, Glamorous D. D. right. 
uh, I guess, because I, you know, I was kind of, um, uh, how do you say it? Glamorous. A little modern or, yeah. or uh, uh, mature for that age. Okay. I would wear a little tiny little makeup, but I, the way I dressed myself was like a more of on, on the womanly side than and the young the girl side. side. I yeah, I would combine it. Right. But anyway, so he sent him over to my way. And then from then on, it was like, hey, I'm going to, he wants me to bring you over there. I had a boyfriend at the time. He's standing right next to me. Oh, my God. That's what, what I'm saying. What was he doing? <laughs> a big dummy. Right. He put it like this. Everyone was so mesmerized by these cats. Right. Including him. Uh, hello. He even said, I said, animation said, hey, he, the, the fellow over there wants to meet you. And I go, oh, God. And he goes, I know. He was like, be careful, D. These are some fast dudes. They city dudes. As you see, look at his right. look. Right. All of us were looking at jewelry on, right, right, right. real leather. You know what I'm saying? Like, just wow. Real leather. How he that, was that's moving. That's a premium. Real leather. They're real premium. leather. And his hands were doing some movement. You feel what I'm saying? And his mouth is moving faster than mm-hmm. everybody else's. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. my dude said, and he goes, yeah. He, I said, well, for what? What does he want to talk to me for? And he goes, well, he 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 said that he has an album coming out, which, mm. by the way, year, he never even had a deal. It was yeah. game. It was game, right. He's, he's got an album so coming out. always been good with his game. Ooh, yes. Always good with his game, right? So, yeah. I'm scared of that mouth. Yes, right, I'm like, right. boy, don't try to argue with that fool. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, so my, my boyfriend at the time is standing right next to me, and he's what we called a dairy boy. So where I grew up from, um, I would consider myself, I write my family, you know what I'm saying, on the more closer on the, considered where he was from, that dairy boy, on the poorer side. Right. So this dude had money, his family, so I was like, okay, I'm going to use this dude to get myself to L.A. Right. So he would so drive me to L.A. using this guy. Pretty much, right, you know okay. what I'm saying? But I was with him. I was right. faithful. I was with him. Right. But then, so he, homie broke that down to me like, hey, he wants you to come over there and talk about an album. An album? What? I don't I do not do music. Right. And he goes, no, but he said if, if he's thinking about doing a cover and you'd be perfect for it. Uh. And and this dude's like, oh, see, that sounds dope. You should go. Uh. And I looked over like, this fool literally told me to I should go see what this fool's talking about. Right. I'm going to do it. Right. I never saw that guy again. Never saw him again. Never saw him again. No phone calls. Like, nope. Where are no, you? no. I just heart. left, no, and I think he was like, "God darn it!" Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I messed that up. Right. Yeah, <laughs> messed it up. There, there it was. So, how does your relationship with T start? With who? With T. I see. Um, it's it's actually there's there's none. Right. Right now, like currently. No, I'm saying back then. Oh, back then, you mean? Yeah, back then. We're we're we're, we're back then. Oh, what do you mean, like, like dating? When, yeah, when, when I first met him? Yeah. When you... Oh man, amazing. This dude. Uh. Like I said to some other people uh, earlier this week, if he wanted to, he could have really guided me in the entirely wrong way. Right. And like all, you know, they're uh, totally in his hands. Holy crap. Now I can see how when he talks about his pimping days and I met all his friends and I, I witnessed it, you know what right. I'm saying? Like it was the tail end of all that. He I can see now how he can do that, because uh, honest and truly, if that fool told me to do something, I probably would have did it. Wow. Like I was that intrigued by him and like just wow this is my okay okay and was it <laughs> was it something also that you saw in t that you weren't getting from home that for sure and i just i trusted him right and and even just well initially of course i was just intrigued and everything by his how he spoke his mannerisms everything his flavor but then afterwards when i saw i was like you know what this guy really cares about me he treated me like a doll right like a little fragile doll right yeah, so and, I was like, this and, guy really loves me. You know, I mean, most celebrities don't go everywhere with their ladies. Thank and you. And he took you everywhere. Everywhere. He took you everywhere. For st- eight straight years. I told somebody last night, eight straight years, and they couldn't believe it. I said, no, I'm not joking. As you can see, he's doing it right now with his current woman. Right. That's, a, that's a very rare thing. Like, right. that's just his get down. So his, yeah. his love is real. It so is. When that man is in love, 
Watch out, because that's how he does it. Um, you know, we, 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 we can go into, like, how, you know, I just want to go into certain elements. We can go into how he established his career. But let's talk about uh, when you guys met Glenn Friedman. Glenn oh. Friedman's been on the show. Oh, love me some Glenn Friedman. Now, Glenn Friedman is a photographer, amongst other things. Now, tell us how your, you and T's relationship started with Glenn. Uh, well, again, we, he came and got signed mm-hmm. in New York. Excuse me. And I said, hey, baby girl, get ready. And that was big. That was huge. That was huge. Oh, mister, let me tell you. I get a phone call from him because we scrounged up everything we could. And he said, I'm going to go stay with Islam. Mm-hmm. He had already knew Africa Islam. Africa Islam, right. Yes, much respect. And uh, had a big part in, in, in Tracy's career. And so he he literally came to New York when he made that move. He was gone for several months. I was working, catching the bus. We didn't have a car at the time. Where were you working? Downtown. Matter of fact, my son lives in some lofts in that building Which where I used crazy. to work. It's tra- they, they, they took all these buildings downtown. You gentrified everything. Yeah, now right? they're, yeah, exactly. No, but what were you doing? Secretary. Okay. Yeah. I would start off as a receptionist and moved up to being a secretary at this uh, development firm. Okay. And uh, and all those people would look out for me because I was the youngest one in the entire company. Right, right. And when this started happening, they said, oh, Darlene, please come on. Because remember in those days, everybody said, it's a fad, right, baby course. girl. It is a fad. Right. This thing ain't going to happen. This so-called rap music. Right. And especially this cat from, from L.A. Hello. Right. He had to go to New York, for, for Christ's sake, and get a deal. So anyway, he gets, in, he gets a deal. He calls me up and he says, hey, get ready. Pack your things. Find somebody to watch the dog. We had a dog named Felony. That was like our, our kid. Fella, yeah, right? And he said, of course, he named all our dogs. And right. he said, um, find somebody to watch her and I'm going to come get you. And I said, but also, did, 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 we, did you get some money? He goes, not yet, but by the time we make it back. So once again, he comes back and we're like scrounging around. We, we, you know, his, his, um, his boys that were still in the game were uh, help support. Because right. they, they, they knew that he was on his way out. That's right. Then right. they and, and they wanted to support him, and so they they a lot of them gave you know money and everything to help us make our way over here, and we came here, and so here we are on my very first night. He said sorry. He was like, listen, we're gonna have to stay with Islam at his tenement in the Bronx, mm. and I remember sitting there on the toilet going, hey Islam, yelling down because it was you got, a, a you got shared some toilet paper. <laughs> Wait, no, there was a machete hanging next to the toilet and I said what is this for and he said well because there's not a lock in the door and also there's rats and I was like holy, holy moly ah. was, it, was <laughs> like, it cold too was it freezing right, right, right. freezing and, and there was holes in the wall where you can look so outside really paid your New York dude let me tell you right now I'm telling you yes there was a, there's where he lives and I think he might still live there a, a, a subway would go like, almost like right around it was shaking place was it was like right. a movie right, 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 right. <laughs> but I loved every bit of it it was like I was there I was right. living it so the first night we're getting ready to go, he goes, we're getting ready to go out. And I go, oh my God, I don't have anything to wear. I'm looking around at these New York people like, this is some fly stuff. Yep. So we went out and got myself like a little cheap blouse trying to hang out with everybody. And we go back to Islam's and we're waiting. And he says, we're waiting on a bunch of friends. We're all going to roll together. We're going to this club called the Palladium. Mm. And I was like, all right. And we're waiting on these gypsy cabs are parked out front and people start showing up. And mind you, I was already listening to that music, uh, what, year or two prior to meeting Ice. Right. And here comes Melly Mel. Mm. And I'm like, oh, like the, the gate of the heavens you meet, you just meet the opened God up. MC at the time. Hello. Right. And Grandmaster Kaz. Wow. Here we go. Wow. So they all start knocking on the door. So every, it was such a small community at the time. It was Everybody was so friends. organic, too. Right. Yes. So they all showed up. We're all kicking it. And they said, we're waiting on one more person. Okay, who's that? I don't know. And we, we hear the, you know, the holler downstairs. We all look out the window and they're like, he's here. And I'm like, well, who's, what's the big deal? Comes upstairs and they're like, this dude's going to be huge, D. I'm like, all right. 
take taking I'm taking pictures with my little janky camera, mm-hmm. Mike Tyson, years later. Mike Tyson. Yeah, is shows up. So right. there's pictures in the book okay. of all that, okay. the meeting okay. and that night before we all went out. And you just see the smiles on these guys' faces, even though everybody was just, just starting out. Right. Happy. That's amazing. And I'm glad your book is full of pictures. Oh, great. But but Glenn, let's go back to Glenn. Okay, Glenn. So we meet him that night. Okay. We go the to the Palladium. Palladium. Right. Mm-hmm. And Ice And this is the first time Ice is meeting him as well? No. He had already met him because, mind you, Tracy was out. Ice was out in New York for a couple months getting the deal. And he said, D, I want you to meet the man that's going to do our watch. And he goes, and he broke it down to me. He goes, he's done. Everybody, run DMC. You know, so he starts breaking it down like this guy is a star in his own right. Right. And, And he takes me to meet him. And I have that picture of myself meeting Glenn for the very first time in there. And you didn't know that meeting Glenn was going to change your life. Nope, not at all. Not at all. Now first, you, yeah. Get, not, get, I'm sorry. No, first of all, we didn't I didn't even know what that, you know, we were going to do first Ryan Pace came out. Right. That, eh, you know, the, great cover. Great cover. Great cover. But then after that, that's when we did Power and that was How did y'all get to Power, man? Well, it uh Ice was already working on um all the lyrics right. for the next album, recorded it, did it. Now it's like, okay, we it's time to do the the uh the shoot. Right. What are we going to do? And he said, "Hey, I remember never forget the day." He said, "Hey, pack up, take a suitcase." Pack a bunch of stuff, whatever you feel like you want to wear. I said, really, anything? It's like, anything. I packed up probably about five dresses, mm-hmm. heels, everything. I packed. I had a whole bag full of jewelry, right. heels, uh, bathing suits, mm-hmm. shorts, hot pants, dresses, everything that I love to wear. Right. Get there to the studio way out in San Diego somewhere. Because, you know, Glenn was a, photographing, uh, was a photographer to skateboarders Skateboarders well. and punk rockers. That's right. right. So we go to the skateboard, this place where they do, shoot all those photos. And I open up my bag, and and Tracy Ice walks over there and says, okay, so let's leave. pull some stuff out. So I'm reaching, I'm pulling some stuff out, and I pull out first the red one, which is a single right. off the Power album, and right, it's right. the side of my body. Uh-huh. So I pull that one up, he got, put that aside, put that, okay, and then the white one, and he, that's Antoine speaking to us, which is what my nickname for him when he does designs like in, right. okay. in-house Antoine, or on okay. clothes. Okay. And so Antoine said, hey, put that one aside, put that white one aside, and you know, heels. And he would do that all the time and like set up a little outfit for me. And he was like, this cool, right? D I was like, sure. Yeah. And you were totally comfortable. Of course. I mean, that was me. I was a California LA girl to the T and that was me. That's how I would have. Because you know, the rest of the world hadn't seen thongs. (laughs) We hadn't seen thongs. (laughs) That's true. At all. That's true. But there was a place on Hollywood Boulevard that actually made custom stuff. Right. So even though I had things that were already made, that those were custom made. Okay. So they, they had the suits in the window, but I tried stuff on. I'm like, ooh, this isn't covering enough. Right. So they the lady actually made it. You know, okay. But, but we actually customized it. So now we have, we, we, we have money. We got checks from mm-hmm, the first album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we went out and we got, you know, what we considered some, some, some good goods, right. you know, better goods. And, and he came up with that outfit. And, and I was like, all right. And the shotgun and everything. Because he said, he was like, we're going to do this. And you're going to have, and he even had the idea. He, it was all him. Right. Every single thing. It was all calculated. He wow. already had it in his head. Wow. And people think that we all stood next to each other in one room. Right. It's not. Everybody had individual shots. And they put those shots together. And they put them together. Right. I remember being in Benny Medina's office when we were laying it out. And Prince even walked by. I mean, these are like the memories. This is what I'm saying. It was so incredible, all the stuff that I've, that I've witnessed. When the cover came out. What was the impact? At the time, I didn't know it was going right. to be that big. Um, my my favorite memory from it was my grandmother when I had to go show my family. Mm. Because that's the only person I was always concerned about, right. what she thought. Right. So I took it home to, to show her. Right. And the rest of my family had already seen it. And they're like, ooh, we need to come. This is going to be entertaining. We want to see. Right. 
Nope. When somebody really loves you, especially like, you know, your, your parent right. figure, they're going to support you. Right. So, you know, her reaction was like, oh, Mija, oh, my God. <laughs> and you could see her eyes. They like bugged out. Right. And then she was so trying she to become. It. She loved it. She said, you know, what? you look so powerful, so strong. You're well, so with, a, with a shotgun yeah. <laughs> and, a, and, and a thong. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that. But then that... I flipped it around and I said, well, there's more. There's right. more. And she's looking like, oh, my God. And then I turned it over. Oof, the the face of, you know, smile and everything changed. You turned uh, around to the, the best yeah. part, right? Yeah. <laughs> to the backside, because right. the backside, in case anybody doesn't, isn't, isn't aware, it's the same as the album, because when you flip the album over, you could see the back of right. us. Right, And uh, so anyway, so she didn't care for that. And she just speak her mind. She said, ooh, I don't really like that butt right. thing. The right, thing, right. that's the, what the, she the meant. The butt up thing, the butt. The thing, right, right. <laughs> and it, it didn't help that the cover was raised. Yeah, you could. So you could got actually that. Feel your it butt. was like three D. Yeah, and he said, he said, I want to have it. See, every single thing detail was That's all crazy. all done by him. We would be in Benny Medina's office, and he and and Ice is literally like, okay, what if we did this? Right. And he's literally standing there with right. everybody, and then you know, this is what I want to have happen. Right. Probably one of the like top ten rap album covers of all time. Right on, right, all right. right. Yeah, I, I would think so. Yep, but so, I'm an Ice-T fan. I'm a huge fan as yes, well. Yes, saying. yes, yes. So. so you guys are having this this fairy tale relationship mm -hmm. and things are moving and you go from rags to riches. Um, and, and in some people's eyes, back to rags for me, but go ahead. I'm fine. What happened? What happened with the relationship? Um, I don't know specifically, right. but I do know that, you know, we were... We you were, played your part. I played my part, and we, you definition know, definition of down. You, there you go. You were the and, ultimate definition. And of I down. still try to be the definition down till till the last day. Right. You know, we had a family at that time. Right. At that point, Little so teeth, I was, right? yeah, my son Ice, who, yes, that's his real name on his birth certificate. Right. And there's a funny story about that in the book about how he got that name. Okay, how do you get Boy, the that, name? Oh, you want to know? Yeah. Well, we were in the hospital uh, two days later, and he said, uh, "Ice T says." Um, the nurse said, "Okay, let's you know stand up the recorder, and she's about to type it in." And he, she says, what's the name? And he said, oh, okay, it's Ice. And she goes, oh, Ike, like Ike and Tina Turner. And he's like, no, Ice, all capitals. It's not a name. It's a statement. Mm. I, capital C, capital E. And she's like, okay, what's his middle name? Tracy. So when you put the period, it's Ice T. Right. Oh, okay. So his name is officially Ice that, T. That's now. crazy. That's yeah. crazy. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> it is. But anyway, I, I tried holding on. Right. Even when I felt that, okay, there's some other things going on here now, because now we're, now we're apart more often. Right. So it's given him that uh, that chance to really get out there. And it's hard, I mean, for anyone, mm -hmm. particularly for a young man. I'm not saying that men are that different from women with right. regard to urges and the whole nine, but going from rags to riches and now basically having the world at your disposition. You got it. It's crazy. There it is. Can you imagine? It's not your average typical lifestyle. Right, right, right. So I'm not mad at it at all. Were you like, like Tracy, like... Was it open? Were you like you can do what you can, but come home, or were you just absolutely? Oh just, hell no! I wasn't. <laughs> like, you, were, you, were, you, were, you were like, yo, fuck that. No, nah, I was not open to it like that. But I, but you know how you they say that gut feeling. Right. I knew. I just knew something was happening. But I did my best, even right. though it was killing me inside. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was hurting so bad. You know. Did you ever confront anybody? Did you ever have to confront somebody? Oh, of course. Right. Oh, of course. You cut, cut a bitch. Oh, you mean a girl? Yes. Oh no, okay. I was I was mature enough to know that it's not their it's him. Right. He's the one in the relationship with me. Right. So I, I already I already had that that notion of oh, why am I going to bring it to this other person? He's the one that's in a relationship with me, and he's out there running around with these people. They innocent, really? Right. 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 Who right. knows what he's telling? Me. He ain't telling them the truth. Right. Right. I know right. how right. that goes. Right. Right. So I never took it out on anybody else like that. But 
Uh, now, he's another story. And I would ask him, like, look, if this is what you're doing, and he would just hold on. And he was like Shaggy, and he'd be like, what's me? You what's know me? what I'm saying? So right. he, he never really owned up or fessed up to any of that stuff. So, But I, I just I just couldn't take it. But at the same time, I knew for our kid that, look, I need to keep this family together. Because, right. see, it, it wasn't something that you could not, like, absolutely not deal with because it wasn't, like, volatile. Right. You know what I'm saying? So... And when and when he was around us, he was a gem. That's why I was like, "Oh my God, I gotta, I, I want to keep this together for our kid." Can't be that hard. You're you're gone most of the time. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? So right. I tried, and I right. guess he, I don't know. I think I think he met somebody, you know, and and that was, uh, you know, and he had other intentions. Now there was one incident when he lost it and and got violent. Yes, because he was embarrassed. I right. think yes, and he said that he promised he never would, and he never did after that. Right. But that. But but I called him out on that. That was one of those moments where it was so obvious because it was actually in my face. Right. It wasn't like, oh, I'm having this feeling or I'm hearing something. We witnessed it all together, even friends. It was out in public. That's why I, was, I state in the book, wow, had we have been trying to deal with the relationship now, Lord have mercy. Wow, I don't think we would have. Thank you. Social media. Oh, they would have caught that. Right. They would have saw it because right. it happened in a, in a club watching MC Light perform. <laughs> so MC Light. Uh-huh. Right. Wow. It was, I think it was even at the... Um, and what was it? Was he kissing somebody? Was... No, 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 no. He was with me. He took me. But right. at the same time, I was trying to uh, not go with him mm-hmm. as often in public because we kept running into too many incidences like that. Right. So I was like, if we're going to hold this family together, I'm going to try and avoid facing some of that because right. I'm not going to be able to play it off. So you saw somebody that you knew. No, they saw us. Right. So I don't even know who this person was, but they saw us and they caused a hell of stir. What did they do? They came up to us on the dance floor. And literally, like, poked his back. And I was like, and he's not turning around. And I'm like, okay, dude, I know you feeling that. Right. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the girl. And she's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that face, like, what? And then all of a sudden, I'm reading her lips because the music's so loud. And she's saying, she's tapping his back, like, hitting him. And he's literally not turning around. So now I know it's just plain obvious. Right. And I said, and he was like, what? So finally, he was just, he just, he was trying to ignore it. And finally, he just turned around and they got in it. And they mm. were like up against each other's faces. And it's all, it's just, oof. Was she cute? I can't recall because, <laughs> I know, right? Right. I can't recall. I really can't. I remember it was a, I remember it was like a, a Latina. Right. It was a Latina girl. Um, so you turned him out to the Latina. But <laughs> what'd you say? You turned him out to the Latina. <laughs> <laughs> I did? Yeah. Well, I don't know. His his girlfriend before me was beautiful. Hey, right. Lisa. We, we, we ran into each other years later and she apologized for getting all rousy with me. But um, but no um, yeah, they were all they were all pretty attractive, especially ones that I think that I know of right. that I'm pretty sure I was like, oh yeah, yeah, he got with that one. Yeah. I can say that at least because you know it's funny how girls would say, and she wasn't even pretty. You know mm. that's funny how they say right, that, right. and I go, that's not even the first thing that's, that that's, should be even come to your head. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it doesn't matter. But anyway, so um, in that incident, his boys and everybody got into it with this girl, and I thought, see, this is the reason why I tried not to come out tonight right, right. i just had these bad these hunches and so on the way home that's when it took place yeah, yeah that i i just had to call him out and he did not like he was so embarrassed and he had said before that that kind of thing would never happen yeah. to us and it did and and i was um i was being snarky about it you know instead of saying wow i can't believe you did that to me i was literally like oh here it goes mm-hmm. i have proof now mm-hmm. i'm gonna i'm gonna i i could not help myself right. it pulled me out of a character that i never but, thought but understandably yeah. Understandably. Yeah. Um, you talk about the, the actual breakup happens on text. No, not text, because now, mind you, we didn't have text availability. Skyway, so we had there you go. Two way page, your Motorola. Yeah, right. 
You got you. So he broke up with you on the, on the, on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, he, he, he was, he was making uh, the treks home very, very like less and less and less as the months got closer to the final departure. And, uh, and I felt it and there's, and, and there's a lot of details. So that's why you letting go also. Was I what? Were you letting go also? No, because like I said, I, I, I wanted to hold on to this family. Right. Heck no. No, I was trying to hold on tightly. Right. I would ask him though, because I wanted to be respectful about it in a sense. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to say, listen, if this is how you're going to do me and it's going to be this obvious, is this what you want? Like, let me know. We can right. make it cool. Right. I'd rather not because we have a son and he's very impressionable at this age right now. Please, can we just keep this together? Right. So nah. But I, I, I felt it. But no, nah, he... um. He ended up leaving abruptly on New Year's Eve that year. Mm. So that was 2001 going on 2002. Right. And he ended up taking off. And I thought, wow, I thought he was going to spend this New Year's Eve with us. And I felt it. It was odd because mm. he kept doing some interesting things that he never did before, which was asking me if he could take certain items back with him. Hey, can I have that picture of the baby? Can I have that? And I was like, Sure, and I was like, "Why is he asking me that? And why is he taking?" Because you would just take it, right? If you, if and you want. I said, "He's not coming back." Right, and he didn't. Wow, you talk about a white scorpion. Ooh, you caught that one. I swear to God, even well, I would not want to bring that back up to my son, but I bet you now. Well, he's older. See, and that, that's another thing too. I always right. wanted to write the story, a story. And when I when when I broke when his you know his dad and I broke up. I thought, well, dang! Now for sure, look at this. This is this is how it ended. I'm gonna I'm gonna fin- I'm gonna write this story, but our son was young, and I said, but I don't want to do this to him. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna wait until yeah. he's he's an age where he can understand some things, mm-hmm. and I did. But by the time I wanted to do it, I wasn't in the position to. Right, right, right. So that took uh, several years more. But anyway, so yeah, um, the scorpion. Wow, that that to this day, like I said, look, what did I just tell you earlier? You said a word which I haven't heard in who knows how long, and I turn around and I see it, the word right there on that. Yeah. There you go. Things like that just happened to me. And so I remember saying to myself, I don't feel comfortable on this visit when he came back. That was his last visit mm-hmm. home. And there was a couple of incidences that happened the moment I picked him up from the airport. A song came on that let me know. I was like, what? Why is he singing that song? Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't even like that kind of stuff. And, right. and he was into a zone, and he wasn't looking at me for the first time. So something's not right. And he was so tired, and I had just gotten my uh, masseuse... Uh, certification Mm -hmm. and he said hey do you have everything set up and our kids in the back and it's a whole a whole scene a whole build-up and he says yeah and he's like all excited he's like yeah mom set up the thing for you and she's gonna give you a massage and blah 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 we're all happy and we get to the house and he gets on the massage table and he falls asleep Mm -hmm. I'm giving him a massage and everything and his two ways going off and our kid is going ma this is gonna disturb dad it turned that off I walk over there, I flip open the thing, and I see a message. Because, you know, Motorola's, you couldn't lock them or exactly, anything like that. Exactly. You would open yeah, it up, yeah. and there's this long, drawn-out message talking about, didn't even give a name. It just said, I know you have to, you know, stick with your current obligations. And mm. I was like, what? Damn, so now you're obligated. Now I'm like, it is so obvious. Right. I was like, dang it. Right, right. And then all of a sudden, I hear the kid scream. So my son lets out the scream, and I'm like, what's the matter? He goes, look. I swear to God, I saw something move. Now, mind you, when he opened his bag up, he would open it up and then just get something out and then it would shut halfway. Right. And then you would just, it's so it's still open, right? right? Little things hanging out and stuff, just grab something out. And so he went, he said, I swear to God, mom, I saw something move. There's something in his bag. I walk right over there and I opened the lid up and I was like, jump back. We both jumped back. We screamed. And now he's waking up. He's like, what's going on? We're like, swear to God. There is a scorpion. This is all happening at the same time. Swear to God, I picked him up. It's happening at the same time. That that is, that whole one afternoon. Right. 
And he jumps up and he's like, you got, come on now, you guys, stop playing. You guys are exaggerating. And there it is. And it came out, the edge of the, the, the. A fucking scorpion. Swear to God on my life. Right. Comes over the thing. Mind you, we just picked him up from a flight from Arizona, right. which he said that he was going over to get some kind of work on some kind of movie deal. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So this thing crawls out. We're screaming. We had black carpet. Of course, Antoine would decorate the whole house in mm -hmm. like his own little taste. Mm -hmm. And it was pitch black carpet. So this literally clear almost. So it was white, but it was clear. Big. About this big, big enough for a scorpion. Uh, any this scorpion big. is. Thank you. I've never seen no scorpion in my life. Man, have you ever see a scorpion? A scorpion. I'm not ever okay. trying to see no fucking That's scorpion. <laughs> never. Comes out, crawls out, and it's running fast. And then he, we're running to who? It was okay. There's a there's a patio door right, from right. our from our house. If you've ever seen it on MTV Cribs, right. that big house, uh -huh. we were on the very top floor, uh -huh. and it's nothing but a view, and it's a it's a patio. Right. So it's a big glass How door. The fuck, do you get rid of a scorpion? He opened the door, and we were like, "It's not going." In. He was going to grab it. He grabbed a pillow. The pillow I was giving him on the massage table, uh -huh. he had his face, he 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 thought he was smashing it. You can't kill a scorpion like that. So he put the pillow over, a pillow? Oh, a pillow? No, they got hard, they got skin like it's hard, right? right? It's like a wood almost. So he, armor, he puts it on the scorpion and we're like screaming. And he's like, calm down. Okay, I got it. And we're like, whoo, as always, we're thinking, okay, he came to the rescue, you know, got the scorpion. He lift that thing up. It was, it took off again. Now the tail's up. Wow. Oh, just like this, shit. and he took the ready same, to sting somebody. He took the same pillow and flung it out in that that patio because he'd opened the door, shut the patio door, and all three of us, and I'm looking at him. We're all looking at each other like, "What in the hell?" And we're watching that thing just run around right outside on the, in the sun, just running around, just going circles. And we're like, "But I'm looking at him like, the hell is that? Like, what is this? Where did that come from?" And then nobody ever said. He just said, "Wow, that was a trip, huh?" And I go, "The hell did that get in your bag?" And he had came from Arizona, but right. it was a white scorpion. So what happened to the scorpion? It was just out there. I don't know. Nobody did, killed it you, or anything. Did you call maintenance or something? <laughs> no. Like, did it go away? Did it jump? I off, guess. Jump off the. I. <laughs> Yo, it, just, it was just out there. So it's a patio, and right. after and, and at the edge, the ledge, it goes down to like that mountain. It's right, like right. a huge mountain in L.A. where so Hollywood he found it, found, Yeah, who knows? But he didn't. Out. Yeah, he didn't care about killing and or you, anything. You but. talked that this was a sign. This I believe so. In hindsight, now after as as the year progressed, I look back and I go. That was that was pretty damn scary. Wow. So what kind of what did that mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still ask myself to this day, but I think it was a, it was like a sign. Somebody was. Yeah. So your entire not your entire childhood, but 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 most of your life mm -hmm. you're with this guy. Yeah. And then it's over. Turn the centuries over. What, yeah. How does your life start over? <sighs> it's still trying to start. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's still trying to start over. It's, it's um, been what? It's been 12, 12 years, right? 13. 13 years. Like okay. 13 years. Yeah. So, no, I'm you know, I'm doing all right it's interesting um your fitness i'm fitness instructor you look great thank you so much thank you very much it's not it's not easy at this age right. you know what i'm saying there's certain things that happen to a woman's body you of guys course. are so lucky of course. but yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah so going through certain different changes um still single mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's how's how single life for you interesting right it's difficult. Is there a stigma? A guy's afraid to I step to you? I just said that. I've because been you're like T's ex and T is a, is a OG. I would like to think that that kind of comes right. into play with everything because right. I wouldn't want to think that, oh, is it just me? I go, but I think that fool really put like some kind of hex. Not knowing, but, right. you know, he used to always say, he was like, you know what, D, man, you ain't never going to find nobody like me. And I was like, oh. Uh, have you come <laughs> close? No. No. Because he was that. I tell people all the time and I hate when people try to say, oh, you need to get over him. Oh, you're still in love with him. I'm like, no, I care about his, his well-being. That's right. my son's father. Right. 
I did love to death that guy, the young guy that said that where I'm at now would never happen. Right. So how can I obviously love that guy? No, I'm not in love with him. I care about him. But nah, that guy that I had all that time with and everything, gone. Do you still talk to him at all? No. At all? No. But I asked him to do the forward. Right. And did he? No. He didn't. So how's, how's the, how do you ask Ice-T to do the forward of your book? How do you ask Because why not? Okay. So but how first, did you call okay, him? Okay, first you... I emailed him a couple right. of times and wasn't getting an answer at all. And so then I remember uh, telling my son, I said, dang, you know, I asked you, to, you did. I said, why not? Listen, honey, everybody's moved on. This would be lovely. Wouldn't this be nice for right. everybody, just the community as a whole? Like, wow, look at them. He, you know, he did the forward to her book. This is awesome. He's like, oh, maybe you should text him. I go, oh, okay, I didn't even think about that. Okay, let me text him. So I text him and got a response within a minute. You know, and I'm like, what hey. What was his response? I said, hey, long time no hear, no see. What's up, Tracy? Hey, what's going on, D? Mind you, it had been like almost two years right. since I even heard anything from right, him. Right, 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 I right. wish the communication was better for right. our child okay, and, you know, all that. But and I get it. You know, you move on. You got your lady and everything. Right. It's all good. But I really thought, like, you know what? This is going to help. I think this would be a beautiful thing for everybody. Right. And I asked him on the text. I said, oh, by the way, I don't know if you've heard, but I wrote a book. And I'm coming up on the very tail end of it. And I just, this just came to my mind. And I said, wouldn't that be a beautiful thing if you, um, I was just thinking about it. Maybe you could even write the foreword. And he, ha ha, okay, really word? Okay, uh, what's the title? And I just texted back. Definition, definition of, it down mm-hmm. and never heard back. Really? He never responded? No. Did you ever, ever get any uh, indication of what he thought of the book? Has he ever gotten a copy of the book? Not that I know of. Wow. No. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to be disrespectful and go, okay, here you go. Right. You know what I'm saying? I just don't do that. But I'm pretty sure his, I, I've, I've heard stories through, you know, mutual friends here and there that said that, uh, that he talked about it, right. that he actually told them. I said, oh, really? And then he, he, they told me that, uh, he asked them, he said, hey, you know, D wrote a book. And, yeah, I know. And they go, you know, that he told his friends like, what the hell? And he goes, what do you mean? We still follow D. I know. And like one of his buddies said, oh, you mean the definition of down? He was like, oh, shoot. And you know the name? <laughs> you know the book. You and he got it. mad at his boy right, or whatever. Right, right. But his boy was like, well, of course. Like, that's our girl. You know, in a sense, like, that's still family. Right, right. And he was like, oh, he goes, well, how, how did you know about it? You know, his buddy asked Ice and and, and, and Tracy said, uh, she reached out to me and asked me to do the forward. They were like, word, did you do it? He was like, you think I could? I should have? Dude, hell yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. he was like, nah, nah. So that's all they got. Wow. So I don't know what. Yeah, but but he didn't. I mean, I asked him. I mean, that's I'm, how I'm cool. I'm going to find out what he thinks about it. I'm, ah, I'm, there I'm, you I'm go. Definitely going to find out. Um, so there you have it. You have a book out. You're 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 an author right now. What's next for you? Uh, well, you know, I did write a treatment that got picked up by Discovery Channel. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, we already did uh, a little so pilot. So you're really hustling right now in Hollywood, huh? I'm trying. Right. I'm trying. It sounds like you're doing. But this was my main thing right okay. here. Thank you. And was, it, was this therapeutic? Was it cathartic oh, to get this out? Oh, you hit the nail on the head with that. Yes, it was. It was very therapeutic. Very emotional. We did an audio version. Man, it must have took me forever. Paul had to keep stopping. When you look at this cover, mm. um, how old are you here? 20. Going 20. on 21. What's going on in your mind in this picture? Because you look like like a boss right here. I, I felt it, too. I felt badass. I right. felt like, wow, this is us. We doing this. Because it was the second album. Right. And I thought, man, this is us. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm with my dude. I'm contributing to his career, which, by the, by the way, that's how I felt. Like, I was part of his group, if you think about it. I mean, I was involved in everything. So I was, I was just like, look, this is us. This is a family affair. Let's do this. That's, this is amazing. And what would you say to 20-year-old? Darlene right now. Enjoy every bit. Enjoy every bit. There you go. 
Well, listen, Darlene, this has been great. And I did. Um, Internet. Thank you. Definition of Down, My Life with Ice-T and the Birth of Hip Hop, written by Darlene Ortiz, is in books. Where can they find us? Can they find us on Amazon? Yes, Amazon, OverTheEdgeBooks.com. Is it also, do you have e-books? Oh, yes. It's on iTunes. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Thank um, you very much. And keep us posted on on, on anything else that you're working on. I sure will. Where Where can my fans find you? Uh, well, I do do a, I host a co-host a show um, that's been going on for about seven years now with the comedian Corey Holcomb. Right, you were on um, on Foxhole. Yes, we were on Foxhole Sirius XM okay. for like four or five years. Wow, how do you like radio? Love it. Right, love, love, love it. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know people right. were telling me I had a voice. They I just really, I always hated it? my voice. Did they it was just too reach deep. out to you? You do have a great <laughs> voice, actually. Thank you. They reached out to you to do it, or yes, actually, yeah, okay. a guy named Guy Black who's now on radio, LA uh, local radio. And then he, I've known Jamie, right. but he reached out and said, hey, you know, Jamie has a radio uh, station and he has a show and they're looking for a co-host. Would you be interested? And I said, hell yeah. Went, did a, you know, one little process with him, a little test run. And there it was from That's then awesome. on. That's yeah. Awesome. And so now we still do it, but it's on a Ustream now. On Ustream. You should, you should do a podcast. I'm going to follow in your steps, you, hopefully. You, I mean, podcasts are really big right now. Yeah. You know? Well, maybe if you can help guide us. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. my social media, if I can, yes, if that's okay yes, with yes, you. Please. Okay, my Instagram is Darlene OG underscore Ortiz. Okay. Twitter is Darlene OG Ortiz. And Facebook, uh, unfortunately, the first one that I set up is uh, filled. I didn't even know that can happen. Yes, you can't so get there's... any more followers, right? <laughs> Yeah. So my girlfriend set up a public figure one, but I post every single thing, the same thing I do on the other one. So, okay. yeah. Excellent. Darlene, thank you so much. Thank and you. congratulations on your book. Dream those dreams and then man up, woman up and live those dreams because the life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in technicolor, surround sound, and sometimes Hennessy. We're out. Hey, yo, what's good, Internets? This weekly drop is the big homie, Rashad, Ohio. This is the weekly drop alum right here. You know what I mean? He got a new joint called The Spark. You know what I mean? It's off the new album called The Quiet Loud. Phenomenal piece of work. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go to iTunes, Spotify, whatever your preference is, and make sure you cop that quiet loud but this record right here in the weekly drop is called the spark one of my favorite joints of the off the album you know what i mean and i hope you fucks with it too internet things fall apart i won't waste my time no mm, this bitch is perfect seeing through this frame of mind no Hey, yo, Internets. Yo, this is your boy, A-King. Yo, check this out, man. I need y'all to do me a big favor. You know what I mean? Why don't you head over to SoundCloud or Audio Mac and make sure you get that weekly drop playlist volume number one. You know what I'm saying? On your phones, on your computers, your laptops, and all of that. And let me know if you if you rock with it. You know what I mean? It's a collection of some joints that I think that you guys need to hear. You know what I mean? The industry, the fans are like, you know what I mean? And, and, and something I curated for the Combat Jack show. You know what I mean? The Weekly Drop Volume 1 playlist in your ear holes, baby. No Manana! This episode of the Combat Jack show was produced by Jonathan Menna, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan, and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.